Welcome to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, where we highlight and share the stories of African-American women who are 30 plus, child-free, wonderfully made, and living their best life. Remember, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. This is Dr. Angela L. Harris, your host. Come join me as we get comfortable and cozy with no bibs, no burps, no bottles. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Angela L. Harris, the visionary and founder of No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. And I'm so excited to have a special guest today on our podcast. But before I introduce our special guest, let me tell you a little bit about No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. We are an online community that celebrates, highlights, uh, empowers African-American Black child-free women to live their best child-free life because what we are wonderfully made. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please head over to our website, nobibsburpsbottles.com to listen to past episodes of our podcast and just stay tuned for future episodes because we have some great guests coming up for you next. But today I'm so delighted to have someone who follows No Bibs Burps Bottles on Instagram, Miss Asia. And Asia is going to tell us a little bit more about herself and she's going to share with us her child-free journey. So thank you, Asia, for joining us today. Thank, thank you, you so much for being here. I hope that you're excited because I am. I am. Thank you good, for having good, me. It's good, an honor. Good, good. So how about we start with just the basics of tell us a little bit about yourself, where you reside, your career, and tell us an interesting fact about yourself as a child-free bestie. Okay. Well, um, I currently live in Des Moines, Iowa. Yes, there are Black people in Iowa, because I always get that. <laughs> so I heard, so I heard. Yes, yes there's a few of us out here, you know. Um, I'm born and raised from Chicago, Southside. Um, fun fact about me, I am a, I love music. I am a, um, all things creative. I love art. I love poetry. When I was younger, I used to draw a lot. Um, I even went, I even went to art school for art and everything I did um, for like multimedia production, graphic design. So all things creative. I, I love it. Poetry, all that fun stuff. What was the last, what's the last piece that you've written? Were you writing a lot during COVID? I, and I, and I'm mad I didn't actually, but I did something interesting while I was in COVID. I um, developed a little, um, want to say a little talk show slash uh, music show um it's called uh, Asia's Lounge so I I was doing it on Saturdays we I played old uh, like old school R&B like 90s 80s R&B we just vibe out so nice. I'll talk more about that later yeah we'll have to find more about because I love you know I'm I'm a 80s 90s baby so I love the right old exactly R&B. exactly love the old school hip-hop exactly well, you guys our audience will hear more about what DJ Asia and her little music <laughs> talk show um, a little bit later in the podcast. So thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself. So let's sure. go ahead and jump right in. So you are child-free. Tell mm-hmm. us what life is like being Asia, a child-free Black woman. Tell us a little bit about just how you're feeling about that and just where you are in your child-free journey today. Uh, well, yeah, being child-free, you know, it's, it's I, I feel like it's liberating. Um, I, I'm avid travel, so I'm always able to just go. I feel like I can just do what I want. I don't have to really be responsible for another life or another person, you know, and just, um, you know, of course you're going to have some people who will get, look at you kind of weird or side-eyed that you choose not to have children. And I, I always tell them, I'm like, well, that's my choice. It's my freedom of choice. 
mm-hmm. you know, and at the end of the day, are you going to take care of them? So, you know, so I just, you know, it's just I freedom. You know, mm-hmm. I love children. I'm great with kids, but me, I just didn't, I've tried to like think about it and play around with the idea of being a mother. Like maybe I could, could actually bring a child into it. Then I'm like, then reality hits me in the face. Say, no, this, this is not what you want. I'm just, I'm brutally honest with myself. So I mm-hmm. had to be raw and uncut with myself. Like Asian, now you know, you don't want no kids. So, you know, so I'm just like, hey, I'm able to just enjoy just being doing what I want to do and mm-hmm. not have to be mm-hmm. the, the the responsibilities financially emotionally it's a lot to raise a child it's not as you know a piece of cake it's not easy you know and a lot of people and a lot of people are just not meant to be mothers and it's guess what it's okay it's, it's all right okay <laughs> it's okay <laughs> so I, I want to follow up on something that you just said that you said that you know you kind of had a thought maybe here and there, like, you know, can I, can I do this mother thing? So when those thoughts have come up, even though you're child-free, when those thoughts have come up, um, why do you think they're coming up for you? Do you feel like there's unresolved issues? Some say, if we think that we may be still uncertain about our choice. So when that thought pops in your head, what, what do you think brings it out? I think when I used to get a lot of pressure when I was younger about, why don't you have kids? Or if you get older, you would get sick or something like your kids to help take care of you. I'm like, not necessarily, you know? So I just, I think I felt a lot of the pressures from society and, and some, my, my mother, <laughs> I will say that because my dad, he doesn't bring it up. He just like, whatever. So, so I think like for my mom, like kind of always asking, I'm like, but mom, you have grandchildren. You're okay. But I would want from you. You're my only daughter. So I, 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 you know, I kind of felt a little bad about that. I'm like, well, she did. She always wanted a grandchild from me and helped help me raise it. But I've just, I've just like, I'm just not, I'm just don't feel that I want to be a mother. And it's, you know, and I, and I try to not feel guilty about it no more, you know, because it wouldn't be fair to the child. You know, I have to, I have to just be realistic. I'm like, I'm not emotionally prepared for that. I'm not financially prepared for it. It's just, it will be an overwhelming experience for me. And I'm not married. I didn't want also to be a single mother. My mom, she raised me as a single parent and I saw what she went through and how hard it was for her. And I didn't want that for myself and it wouldn't be fair to my child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And you shared so many nuggets in that answer because I think a lot of child-free besties and child-free women and men, I would say more women experience mm-hmm. that pressure, whether that's from family or yeah. who's going to take care of you. Yeah. And it, it sometimes can make us just have that little doubt, like, am I making the best decision for me? It seems mm-hmm. like even when those thoughts come across for you that you're still like, you reflect on it, but you still come to the same conclusion that you're going to be child-free. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, the reality snapped, snapped me right back in. Like, I just snap, snap out of it now. I even played around with the idea of possibly even adopting. And I, uh, I was like, okay, when I get maybe when I get 35, maybe I will try to consider having a baby. 35 hit, that didn't happen, of course. So I'm over Can't 40. That didn't happen. So it is what it is. I'm, you know, I'm not, hey, God, it's okay. You're like, it's, it's okay. I'm not meant to be a mom. It's okay. I'm, I'm that cool auntie. I'm a cool auntie and a cool cousin. I'll, I'll be that. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. Mm-hmm. So Asia, can you tell me um, your earliest recollections of the thoughts of like motherhood? And of course, you, when you're a young girl, you're not thinking child-free, 
But mm -hmm. when we're young girls, we play with the doll, we play house mm -hmm. and we're thinking of motherhood. So can you maybe share your earliest recollections when you started to think like, mm, I'm not sure if I want kids. Yes. If, they came, if that came up for you. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see. Um, as I did, I have all I had all the dolls as a, as a young girl, played house, all that fun stuff. But I don't know, something deep down inside was just like, I'm not sure if I really want kids. You, I always hear all the little girls talking about, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have a lot of kids, and I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I was the, the weird one. I was the awkward one who's like, I don't think I'm. I don't know if I want to be nobody's wife and, and have kids. I'm just, you know, I'm like, I don't know about that. And then. As I, when I got in my teenage years and like young adults, everybody had me babysit their children. So I'm like, okay, so you guys are really pushing me towards the child-free zone because help raise my nephews, babysit little cousins and used to watch their kids. So I, even though I didn't have kids, I had kids. <laughs> just wasn't, I just didn't give birth to them. So that kind of, it's, and I just saw it was a lot of responsibility. So that, that kind of really opened my eyes as to really choosing to be child-free, you know, constantly, you know, they're, they're, they're going to always depend on you. You got to be available. You know, it's a lifetime job being a mom. And sometimes you just, you're not equipped for it, or you just really just don't want to be a mother. I just, I just don't want those responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you also said that it was, you wanted to be married. It seems like you wanted to be married first. And so yes. do you think the trajectory of your life or this decision being child-free would have changed for you if you were married? Do you think the thoughts of motherhood would have been stronger? It, 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 it's a big possibility, but I'm just, I'm overly honest with myself. I, and I even, I, when I had boyfriends and stuff, I even talked to them about, it. I'm like, would you date a woman who doesn't want kids a lot of, some doing some didn't now when I was in Chicago living at home in Chicago my boyfriends there they didn't really pressure the issue mm -hmm. but when I lived down south I lived in Mississippi for six years so they're more traditional Christian upbringing there's a different ballgame so they they will look at me weird so you know it's just I, I mm, it's like a I'm gonna say a 30 percent chance that I would consider if I were, were married you know mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. overall no Okay. And I'm going to go out on a limb and ask this. So why is it, or was it important to be married and then have children? Like, why is that important to you? Like, why, why was that your thought process? Well, growing up, um, I always see a, a lot of the women in my family, we single mothers were single mothers. I've seen it from aunts. I've seen it from my mom, you know, firsthand, my grandmothers, you know, I just, I wanted to, I don't want to say a generational curse, but, um, uh, general wanted to break the cycle mm -hmm. so I, I, I so I've even talked with um my well-respected uncle rest in peace we always used to have this conversation he always he he was the one that was in my corner with my decision to wanting to be married first before I have children if I decided to have children so he understood my decisions you know mm -hmm. why I didn't want to have children out of wedlock or if I'm not married you know it was just my own personal personal decision and plus it's hard I saw what my mom went through being a single mom you know not having the help that she needed any emotional support that she needed and I and it wasn't it, I didn't want that for for any baby if I was to bring a child into the world and not have my husband or you know it wouldn't be fair they need both parents mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that and I know I've, I've chatted with a few sisters who actually have the same belief system and wants of 
yeah, I might not be child-free had I been married, but because mm-hmm. marriage didn't come for me, I'm child-free. Or some people are like, I know I'm child-free. Even, even if I get married, I'm still going to be child-free. Mm-hmm. So I always like to ask that question to kind of see oh. like if a person's uh, life choices would have changed had marriage come first. So mm-hmm. let's go back to the dating and the boyfriends in South Carolina. I mean, North Carolina, uh, in the oh, South, Mississippi. Mississippi and yeah. boyfriends, <laughs> the boyfriends in Chicago and everywhere else. And mm-hmm. so how, how do you approach that? Like when you're considering dating, how soon do you bring up um, your child-free lifestyle? How soon do you ask about if they want uh, kids? When do you bring that up and how has that been for you? Usually they're Chicago men or something. They're just straight to the point. (laughs) Like you could be on the first date and they're going to ask you, do you have kids? I'm like, whoa, no, I don't have kids. Then they'll be like, well, do you want kids? I'm like, not really. Then I get the side, (laughs) I get the side, I look and then they was like, well, why? I'm like, well, this is what I would bring up. I'm not married. I would want to be married and I'm just not ready for that. Or I just, at the time, I, when I was younger, I, I, at the time I was just like, well, I'm not married. I'm not emotionally ready to bring a child into the world. So they respected that. I will say the Chicago men didn't give me as much of a hard time with my decision to be child-free versus the men in the South. Because like I said, they're more traditional uh, family-oriented, Christian upbringing, religious. So they would give me the side eye or they would think something, this is what I, they would tell me, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what do you mean what's wrong? I'm, I find that so offensive when they say that. I'm like, are you serious right now? What's wrong with you? That's what I want, I want to ask them. So I'm like, it's my decision if I don't want to have children. Well, you, or this is the thing, they would rather get you pregnant before they even want to put a ring on your finger. I've had a guy tell me down south in Mississippi, I'm going to get you pregnant. I said, oh, no, you're not. First of all, you're going to make me a wife. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a baby mama. No, not, mm-hmm. you're not going to put me in that category. No, sir. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I had to, I had to, you know, let them know real quick. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not to be played with. No, mm-hmm. it's my decision. You need to respect that. Every woman doesn't want a child. It's okay. That doesn't mean we're evil, wicked creatures or with three or we're just some freaks of nature. And, uh, you know, I'm like, that doesn't jeopardize my womanhood. I'm like, have you ever considered some women can't have kids? Did you ever think about that? You know, mm-hmm. you don't know what went, what a woman went through. She might have had a traumatic experience. It could be any number of reasons why she doesn't want to have children. And they need to respect and honor that what are the conditions or boundaries when you're dating and uh, dating a potential partner for marriage? So like, would you date someone with kids who respected that you didn't want kids? Do those kids have to be, you know, um, adults? Would you date someone with a three-year-old? So what are the, what are the Mm. parameters of dating um, Mm. when it comes to you being child-free and dating someone with kids? And I've dated some people with kids. So I've had that experience um I will prefer by me being older now my tolerance is a little low to deal with younger children <laughs> so um if um I, I usually let them know in the door like uh, well first of all I'm not trying to have no baby over 40 anyway so you know yeah I just something I don't want to do but I let them know you know if the conversation comes up you know if they if they have kids I would prefer my um uh, the man to have a child if he, they're like I would say preteen because they wouldn't be as dependent on them as much. You know, that way we can spend a little more quality time and get to know one another versus a, a young child or, or a toddler, mm-hmm. you know, because they're going to require more, more of their attention and so forth. So if they're like preteens and up and grown would be great. 
that would be, you know, ultimately great if there are adults, which is even better. Um, so yeah, I've, I've dated um, guys with kids, um, younger kids at the, as a matter of fact, and some that had grown, grown children as well. So I ha- I'm glad I was able to experience that. So I mm-hmm. know how to handle that type of situation. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're pretty open. Like you're not like, no kids. Right, right. But exactly. <laughs> and I right. think as child-free women, those are the things that we need to consider, right? You know, mm-hmm. so similar, I, I prefer not to date anyone who has young, young kids. The mm-hmm. preference is adult. But for yes. some women, it's like you have kids, it's a it's a no, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I think it's to each his own. So I yeah. always like to ask that question because I think again it shows the diversity of all the child-free women that absolutely. some women don't mind you having kids and some absolutely. absolutely do mind. So right, that's that's true, definitely true. So let's go talk about family a little bit. So you you oh. referenced your mom earlier, oh, yeah. how mom was kind of like, I want a grandchild mm-hmm. from you. Yep. So tell me a little bit about your child-free experience within your family? Is it accepted? Do people understand it? Do people feel like you're making a big deal about it? Does mom don't, does mom not even care? And she just wants you to get it over with and have a baby. So tell us a little bit about it. Oh yeah. Let's see. Mom. Yeah. My mother, well, I tell you, uh, she, I, she, I, I we've even butted heads a couple of times about this. Well, you know, you getting old now. That's when I was in my early 30s he's like you gonna be too old to have a baby I said well if it's meant it's meant and if it's not it's not and I tossed him on you act like it's just having a challenge just easy it's a lot of responsibilities and and it, you know it's not just it's easy it don't come with instructions you know so she's like well I'll help you with the basket yeah you say that <laughs> they're they're good for saying We'll help babysit until actually the baby comes and then yes. everybody's just scattered and disappeared. Like, yeah. Then I told her, I'm like, financially, I'm not ready. Emotionally, I'm just not able to, to do that right now. And I, you know, so I'm trying to get her to understand that she's finally, as I got know, she just, just like, well, she ain't, she ain't finna, it's, she over 40, it's, it's done there. She ain't finna have no kids. So she it finally sunk in that I'm not gonna have any children. Like, get over it. It's okay. Now my dad, Bless his heart. He doesn't, I don't even think he, he might've brought it up maybe one time. Cause I have a sister. She's child free too. Mm-hmm. So me and her both. So we didn't have kids. My our brothers did. And I'm like, I guess dad's like, well, my daughters ain't gonna give me no grandkids, but the boys got it covered. So he never discusses it with me. He never judged me or anything about it, which I love my dad for that. You know, he just let me just be, be who I am. So mm-hmm. love him for that. Mm-hmm. Now the, <laughs> Holidays with the family, oh boy. Let's see, when you gonna get married and when when, when you gonna have a baby, you ain't getting no younger. If y'all don't leave me alone and my womb alone. Yes. <laughs> so I have to tell them sometimes, you know. And you know, I just tell them, says, y'all just worry about yourself. Don't, don't I'm, I'm okay, it's, it's all right if I don't have a husband and children. So y'all act like that's the only life goal is to just get married and have kids. I'm like, no, it's more to life than just that. I'm like, no, it's more to me than just that. You know, mm-hmm. I have ambitions and goals and dreams. That wasn't part of the plan. It is what it is. Let it go. Leave it alone. I just put my foot down with them. Just, just let them know with a stern, stern voice, mind your business. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it's not meant, it's not meant. I'm not going to worry about it. It's my, my choice. If I want to bring a child into the world, I'm like, it's, a lot of factors that I have to think about why I don't want to want to have bring child into this world. It just is my choice. You have to respect that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So has that been 
you know, as child-free women who are pretty confident in their in the, the space that they occupy, it can be very easy. Like it just rolls off the tongue to be mm -hmm. able to just tell people that this is our choice. So yep. would, has it always been that easy to kind of confront or challenge your family? And how did you come to be able to do that easily now? It, it wasn't always this easy, especially with, with mom, because we used to argue about it. And I just, I don't know how, I'm trying to figure out how to, it was something that just, spoke in me and just was like I'm just tired of people making a big deal out of if I want kids or not I'm like well you guys sometimes I have to I have to go there with them I'm like do oh did you why did you want to have kids so I ha I had to raise that question to them well you know I, I just I thought I would be a good parent you thought or you knew so, mm. so you wasn't 99 100 sure that you wanted to be a parent yourself right correct so why are you putting all that pressure on me so when they start questioning me I question them right back mm -hmm. Because a lot like of that. times, some and I think sometimes people who have children are actually surprised at that question because mm -hmm. I think it also forces them to think, why did they have children? Exactly. Was it something that they wanted? Was it something that they believed that they needed to do? Were they right. influenced by a partner, by their family, by society? Mm -hmm. So I think people who have children are really um, challenged to ask themselves like, why did I have children? Yet I'm mm -hmm. asking someone why they did not. So exactly. good, for, good for you for being able to challenge your family and have yeah. these kind of conversations. Cause it's because for some people it's not that easy. It's not. Oh no, it's not. It wasn't always like I say, it wasn't always that easy for me. We, I just got tired. I was, you know, it was just that that you know, they just kept pushing, you know, kept poking until you just like, you know what? Why you had <laughs> so it was one of those moments where I just got tired. I'm like, well, why did you have a child? Well, you pressured, did your husband press you? Did your baby daddy, you know? Why are you so worried about me? What about you? Why mm -hmm. you decide to have all these kids, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. They keep poking the bear. They yeah, so they, I had to go there with them. So they now they know. They're like, we ain't gonna ask her no more. Yeah, yeah. So what about your friend group? And so in your friend group or at work, well, let's talk about the friend group first. Okay. So in your friend group, are you the only child-free bestie? Are there other women who are child-free? How do you interact with the mommies in your friend group? So tell us about that. Oh, uh, well, two of my best friends, Ashley, are child-free. So we are all, we're just like, yay. <laughs> so we're, we, uh, we don't, we don't, we're the part of the no, no kids group. And then I do have um, friends who do have children. I have one close friend who had a baby later on in life. I think she had her her baby at 40 so mm -hmm. she was child free for a moment and then she decided to have her baby but we we all support one another we're all just you know they never judge me my the ones mm -hmm. with, the, with, with the with the kids they are they understood why and they understood my valid reasons and they was like some of them even tell me if they can do it all over again they would actually choose to be child free too because they say motherhood is very very tough so yeah. like, i told you guys so y'all kept yeah. judging me like see i told you Mm -hmm. So yeah, so they they you know they support it, and if 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 they need you know any advice, I try to help them. If they need me to babysit, I'll even help step in to babysit for them. You know, give them a free night. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we are my child free friends. We're we're just we just really get it. We vibe okay. and we just give each other the high five. Uh -huh. You get a high five. You like, yes. high five. See, we uh -huh. free y'all. We free. We got no headaches. <laughs> so it sounds like there's a good balance of like your yes. child-free tribe, your friends with uh, children and everyone mm -hmm. kind of gets along. And oh, so yeah, yeah. have you, the, the other two friends that are child-free, 
did you guys realize that this was a I don't want to say movement or lifestyle like did you were you guys just like we just don't have kids or was it like we are child free we're proud about it like tell me a little bit about the the three of you guys together in the child free journey yeah well my one friend she I think she was pregnant a few times and it it, it, of course it didn't work out for her so Mm -hmm. she's 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 married so she's she's a child free wife and her okay. husband understood, so he's very supportive of her, which I love that about them. And then my other bestie, I th- she's around, yeah, she's around my age too, over over forty. She, I think she still will consider having a child. So I'm, me and my other friend, we're pretty much like we already know it's a no go for us. But my other bestie, she she still has the open possibility of, of Got it. wanting to bring a cat a child, but she's being a little more realistic now. Got it. Got, got it. it. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you have maybe a few older friends, you know, one who had a child at 40, one who's maybe still open to the possibility. And you mm-hmm. talked about like when you had the thought for a second that you even considered adoption. So mm-hmm. with you being over 40 and knowing that there are options for women, women are having babies at 45, 50, mm-hmm. does that change your mind any in regards to it's still possible or you just am like, I'm good? I thought I, I thought about that. I was like, me and pain don't get along too well. So <laughs> I've not even done research about like um, doing the water births and the natural child. I was trying to do all my research. And I'm just like, at my age, I'm like, let's see, by the time my child be 20, I'll be 60 something. I was like, I don't think so. And it, it was just, I, I know it would be hard on my body. So I'm like, nope, I'm, it's just, it's a no-go for me. It's a no-go for me. I'm, I'm realistic. I'm not like no Asian. No, this is just not going to happen. No. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of, again, women having choices, right? For women yes. over 40 who desire to still be mothers, they can mm-hmm. do that on their own. They don't even need a man to exactly. you know, be pregnant. Exactly. Um, you know, and then there are all these medical aids that could help women oh, yeah. um, achieve that. So right. I, I always like to ask, because again, you know, some women wait on marriage and then mm-hmm. if marriage don't come, but they still desire to be a mom, like what right. are those avenues to make that happen? And some people or foster care or adoption. So I just wanted to know where you stood on that. Sure, so, sure. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, uh, child-free and this other identity that we hold, which is being African-American Black women. So there's something that I've said a few times in my post and when I'm talking in regards to people will see that I'm Black before they know that I'm child-free because I have this identity of this brown skin. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about just the identities of being a Black woman, being a child-free woman, and how those maybe um, interact with each other for you. Let's see, because you know how, how society is with how they viewing us and everything, especially me working in corporate America. And I live in Iowa, which is mostly 80, about 90, 85% white. So trying to just fit in or even coexist in white America, you know, and then with corporate America as well, is still racism going on there. It's still, you know, then when they find out your child's free, they always assume, I've noticed that, Oh, you're a black woman. You must got about three or four or five kids. They always assume we have a whole bunch of kids, which that just gets under my skin. 
I'm like, we, we you got to bring that st- the stereotype is not not always true. And when they find out that I don't have kids, they're like, really? You don't have children? Yes, it's possible. There are Black women who don't have kids by choice. Yes, I know. <laughs> so they're, that, that really gets them. <laughs> like, and it's interesting, really- that, it's interesting that you say that piece because I hear that often, you know, that, that myth or that stereotype, yes. that, you know, or the assumption Black women, if you have children, you definitely have more than one. If you mm-hmm. have children, you have several. If you're exactly. black and you have children, you definitely have more than one baby daddy. Thank like, you. So you got to fight that as a black All woman. That. And then you got to fight the other of you're a black woman and you don't have any kids. Like, what do you Right. Mean? So I got, <laughs> you know, both coming at me like, like, wait a minute. What? Really? Why? You're like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yes, it, we exist. We're out here. It's by choice. Mm-hmm. We have those rights. And the thing is, that's, you know, again, what was uh, no bibs, burps, bottles, you know, founded on is that we hold these identities. And again, there's mm. an ad- identity that people will see and yes. may sometimes make an assumption about too, but they yep. see us brown women, women mm-hmm. of color, not right. knowing that we're child-free and just being a brown face comes with its own biases mm-hmm. and absolutely, uh, you know, discrimination and myths and things like that. So I always like to ask that question, mm-hmm. but the follow-up question to that is I'm interested in knowing kind of your thoughts about media and print and radio and commercials, do you feel or believe that you are represented as a child-free woman, as a child-free Black woman? Unfortunately, I don't see enough representation of that. And I wish, and I'm praying and hoping that they change that. You know, we're, we're slowly getting there. You know, that's why I, I love HBO for having the show Insecure with Issa Rae. I love, I love her. Mm-hmm. She's awesome, you know, yes. and Sanai Lathan, she's child-free, and Tracy Ellis Ross, I've seen them talk about it on their on their um, Instagram pages and, and lives and so forth, you know, where they was even talking about how we need to represent more of Black women not having children by choice, and it's okay letting the media know and society know that it's okay and that we're out here. So I would love to see more shows like Insecure, you know, hopefully they can bring some more of that out. You know, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. You know, maybe I need to write a screenplay or something. Who knows? Hey, go, <laughs> you know? write, a po- write a poem, write a document. Like, you guys, we're here. Yes. <laughs> you know? and, and really, honestly, we need more of that because that's the only way that society is going to shift the narrative. Again, not knocking motherhood because right. motherhood, right. motherhood will always be there because we wouldn't Absolutely. be motherhood. But yes. there's this piece that's missing of, women who are making conscious choices to not mm-hmm. have children, women who maybe want children, but they're childless. Like there's so many different narratives yes. and only one is being told. So I That's say it. go for it. I yeah, say I might, I might, might think about that. <laughs> I might have to hit up Ava DuVernay or something. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Hook up with her, hook up with her. Right. So, um, so in, in regards to leaving a legacy, you know, when we talk about legacy, the go-to is husband, wife, kids, mm-hmm kids get everything that the parents, you know, but that's not going to be our story because we don't have kids that we've given birth to, to leave a legacy. So a legacy may look different for us. So what would Asia's legacy look like? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question. Well, my little wonderful nephews, they're not little anymore, my babies. They, um, I've helped raise them since they were like two days old. So they would, I've already made arrangements to where they would they would get everything 
Nice. They don't nice. know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to tell they, you guys. How old are they? When they see this podcast, they'll be like, aren't you going to leave us everything? They're like, no, voices, no. <laughs> They're 17 and 18. Yes. Uh, yeah, my, my oldest, yeah, Tayshawn, he just turned 18. I'm like, oh, can you go back to being a little baby? Oh my <laughs> like, God, tell me about it. My nephew is now 22. They grow, they grow oh, up so fast. I'm yeah. telling you. But I'm glad you share that because again, it's about, we don't have to have the traditional whatever society says to think about legacy. We we can think about leaving a legacy um, differently, whether that's the nephews or nieces that we have, whether yeah, that's the surrogate, yeah, mm-hmm. whether that's the surrogate kid that you, you know, j- develop a relationship with in high school or, you, you, you know, depending on your community. So yeah. legacy is, is going to look different. And again, that's just changing the narrative. You don't, you don't have to have children to leave a legacy. So, and I, I have enough nieces and nephews. So they'll be there. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are covered. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they'll be good. So what is one thing, Asia, you know, kind of coming to a close, what is one thing that if you had a microphone and that you can yell it to the masses about mm-hmm. what child-free means to you or what the child-free community means to you or the child-free movement, like what do you want people to know? I want them to know that we are here. We exist and we're, we're not going anywhere. We're growing. Women are making choices to not have children and it's, it's okay, you guys. It's okay. It doesn't mean you're less of a woman. It doesn't mean that you don't matter or you're not capable of even being loved or loving someone. It's just a choice that you chose to make. At the end of the day, you're still beautiful. You're still smart. You're still wonderful. And and God made you. So that right there is enough. God made you and he does not make any junk. And stay Mm. out of people's wombs. You heard it. You heard it here. You heard it here from Asia. Stay out of people's wombs. <laughs> I, I love that message. And again, it, it's it's stories like yours. It's stories like others that will get the message out. That will continue to empower women to our left, women to our right, women in front of us and back of us. That yes, we exist. We're not threatened by motherhood. Mm-mm. Just like you choose a red car or a brick house, you can choose to have children or not have children. Like you said, it is okay. It is okay. okay. And until we can stop raising the eyebrow or the question of what's wrong with you, we have to continue to have conversations like this. So definitely. So adore you guys. You guys are awesome. (laughs) And again, and I, and I love the energy and thank you for supporting no bibs burks. Oh yes, I have to. I was, I was so glad that it was a community Finally, I felt like, oh my God, yes, they're here. Hey, sisterhood is best. We are here. We are here. So Asia, here's the opportunity where I love for um, guests on the podcast to shine. So I always say like shine like a diamond. So here's Mm -hmm. your opportunity to to let our audience know this child-free bestie is doing the damn thing. So tell us what you have brewing. Let us know um, anything that you like to share with the audience, some, some great news. Um, and please also let our audience know where they can find you uh, and follow okay. you on social media. Yes, yes. I am on Instagram. So it's, I'm going to spell it out for you guys. W-L-A-K-I-A. So W Lakia, that's, that's all you got to put on there. Um, I love, uh, well, I actually, um, I did a live last Saturday. So I'm letting you guys know Asia's Lounge is going to come back new and improved. I'm going to bring it to Twitch. So I got to, I got to figure out how to work Twitch and all the little kinks. So I'm going to be doing it 
two Saturdays a month. I start. I used to do Asia's Lounge one Saturday on IG all of, on Saturdays, but Instagram sometimes is not always friendly. So we're gonna move it to Twitch in October. Stay tuned. It, I'll I'll post it in my stories and so forth. Okay. Um, I am on Facebook. That's Asia A S I A Ms M Z Carmel Wilder. That's my Facebook page. Um, I've done executive producing uh, for a virtual talk show during the pandemic. Um, those who know, I've done the, the Midnight Snacks. I was the executive producer of that, which helped me launch Asia's Lounge. I'm also on Clubhouse, Asia Wilder, just Asia Wilder. So stay tuned. I have some stuff brewing. Who knows? Yes. But be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Well, thank you so much, Asia. And I will make sure that we put all that information um, in the show notes so you'll have um, the information on how to follow Asia on her social media. And you can ask questions, listen to her midnight jam session, or if you want to hire yes. her to do some uh, work, producing work for you. All mm-hmm. her information will be in the description box. So, Asia, or be a motivational speaker as well. I, I like to uplift yes. my people now. All of it. So, one last question before mm-hmm. I let you go. So, if you had a child free system, maybe the age of 25, 26, because you know 30 is that age where they're like, you need to have some kids and be married. Mm-hmm. But if you were to encounter a young sister who was you know, 24, 25, and she has confirmed for herself that she is, she wants to be child-free, but she's maybe getting pressure from a partner or her parents, um, the pressure of society. Mm-hmm. What advice would you share with that young sister? What would you tell her? I will tell her, you have to do what's best for you. If you know deep within your heart that you don't want to be a mother, it's okay. Do not let society or anyone else try to tell you what to do with your body. It's your body. You are the owner of that body. They don't, they, they have no right to tell you what you should and should not do if you should be a mother or not. It doesn't make you an evil person. You know, I know they'll try to throw religion up in there. God still is going to love you anyway. Because why? Because you're his. So with that being said, tell them don't worry about your womb, worry about their own business. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because young sisters, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's hard for people to believe that someone under 30 can make yes. such a huge decision because mm-hmm. 30 is that marker. Right. And I think the more that young women hear our stories, not that they can't change their mind, sure. but they can just be more comfortable so that they can ward off that pressure that they may experience. So that would be some really good advice to give a sister. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Asia, it's been such a pleasure. uh, I've enjoyed it. And talking with you. Um, Before I I actually close, I want to make sure that our audience know, um, if you see this on YouTube, you will see our uh, child-free merchandise gear. And I'm wearing one. My chocolate and child-free. Yes. It has her unapologetically black. Unapologetically. Child-free. So that's how we're living. If you're interested in this merchandise, you can definitely visit nobibsburpsbottles.com. So we want to thank our guest, Asia. Asia, thank thank you you for joining us today. To everyone listening, to everyone watching, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Continue to follow No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. You can find our podcast on Spotify, on Anchor, on Apple. You can also follow us on YouTube at No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. And of course, it's always popping on our Instagram. So that's where we are most active. So if you want to know what's going on, if you need motivation, empowerment, or just a hug, virtual hug and love, feel free to follow us on Instagram. 
Instagram, that's where we are most active. No bibs, burps, bottles. So please, until the next time, as I always end, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. Yes. Thank you that's guys right. for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, a podcast dedicated to the stories of African-American women without children. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, keep living your best child-free life.